0: This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And
1: I'm Nikki. And
0: this is The High Regard Show.
1: In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem.
0: Way up on the third floor.
1: Moving on up.
0: Oh, don't get better the that.
1: Nope, sir. The things we do for you listeners. Press
0: buttons like a sausage-fingered freak.
1: We don't listen to Tom talk Can't enough. Oh, please. I got a hot mic here.
0: And welcome to the show.
1: Hello, everyone. How's it
0: hanging? I guess, all right. I mean, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's a Sunday. We're recording the show for Monday. I feel like Sundays are always kind of, you know, who who likes likes a Sunday for real?
1: Sundays, honestly, always get me down. Like, I'm miserable the second I open my eyes on a Sunday because I know that I have to go to work the next day.
0: You see, it used to be that, like... Sunday night used to be like, ah oh, man, it's Sunday night. Tomorrow's going to suck. And then it crept in where it was like Sunday early evening. where It was like, uh, I get my clothes ready early. And now like yeah. older people tend to do that. Like when you're younger, you just kind of like you fly by night. What clothes can I sleep in so I can get out of bed and to work early tomorrow?
1: Even when I was young, I was a planner. Like I was always just very m- methylodic- me- meth
0: methodical methodical mm, there you go this coming from the non word guy just so that everybody <laughs> knows out there but but the thing is is that you know as time goes on you just plan sooner and sooner for whatever reason now it's like one o'clock in the afternoon you're sitting here and you're like what's the weather going to be like tomorrow what am i going to wear it's like it's one o'clock in the afternoon you don't have work for like hours and hours and hours yet who cares?
1: And then I'll look, and then I'll look like 14 more times because I won't remember what the forecast is.
0: And I bet you at 1030 tonight you'll be like, does this look good?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a process, Tom, and you don't need to understand it, nor do you need to condone it.
0: It's just it's just that, you know, I feel like the weekends are ending earlier and earlier because of the prep. You know, I'll just be like, ah, there's nothing to prep for. Okay. Screw it. Who cares?
1: Well, tell you what, next week I won't give a shit what happens on Sunday because I'll be off on Monday
0: well well look at you mm. i think i don't even know if i have off on monday or I'm not i'm sure
1: you do it's like a holiday uh, we'll or see it's, it's a it's a major national
0: holiday it's a, it's a thing about things <laughs> <laughs> well listen i mean here we are jibber jabbering away
1: jibber jabbing. That's I mean, all we do and that's all we know how to do really it's, it's what we do best to be quite no frank
0: there's no point we have like a real person we have a really actually has week. real things to talk about <laughs> and here we are talking about I don't even remember what happened a minute ago.
1: Well, there you have it.
0: Uh, So, why don't we get into what you heard? Okay. And then, let's talk about our upcoming guest.
1: Okay, let's do it. You heard... So this week's You Heard comes to us from 5th and 39th. Yes. I overheard two girls talking about a date that one of them had. Mm. And the other girl said, well, how did it end? And she said, well, I told him I had to go home and feed my cat. Because I did have to go home and feed my cat.
0: So it's not really a lie. Because it wasn't
1: really a lie,
0: yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit um, on a different... <laughs> on a different take of the show. <laughs> on a different take of the show. And I think we both had some good points where, you know, people are using their cats as an excuse um, legitimately. But really, at the end of the day, date or no date, if I had a chance to be sitting home with Kona or out talking to somebody else, it would undoubtedly be sitting home with Kona.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I... Like, I get very antsy sometimes where it's like, I want to be out of the house. But, you know, we had a very busy week. A very busy week, a very busy weekend that got off to a very exciting start. Mm. And, you know, and then we were paying for it, like, all week. And it's like, I'd rather be with Kona because I really... Aside from Kona and you and Tyler, like, there's very few people that I actually give a shit what they have to say.
0: Yeah, and Kona more so than everyone. Exactly. And <laughs> she doesn't even talk and I care more and about that's what she says. the reason why. Exactly.
1: <laughs> because I just jibber jab all day with her and,
0: and... And she does not sit there to interrupt you and take over your segment. She'll
1: glare at me. She doesn't take over my segments. <laughs> Which is what just happened because I think we're still in your herd.
0: <laughs> we are still in your herd. <laughs>
1: Well, that was this week's You Heard.
0: Wait, where are we? No. Now
1: now we're in the main body of the show.
0: Oh, all right, all right. Fair enough. So getting back on track once again. Yes. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about this week's guest and how it relates to our favorite fur friend. Well, I
1: spoke to Angela Laws, who is the social media manager for TrustedHouseSitters.com. And basically, Trusted House Sitters is kind of like the Airbnb. Mm Mm-hmm. With pets. Like, it's like Airbnb with pets, where you're a member, you join, you pay this member, like, you know, an annual membership fee. Yes. And you travel around the world if you desire. If not, you could just... Across the street. You could go across the street. You could go across the world. Right. And you could just pet sit people's you know, you you could pet sit people's pets in yes. their own home because there is such a benefit to not taking your pet out of its comfort zone when you're going away. You know, some people go like some people travel for two weeks at a clip and, you know, would you want to see Kona in in a you know in a boarding situation or you know, staying at a vet in a oh, cage? Wow. Like because, you know, especially because she's a rescue dog. So, like, I would never want to put her in that cage situation again, especially after she's had the, you know, the roam of our abode up here, high up here in Harlem. Yes. You know, like, just imagine that. So, like, this is a way to say, okay, mom and dad aren't going to be here, so you're going to be really freaked out. But at least you're home, in your, you're in your own home, you're among your own things, your own smells, you still have the smells of your parents and stuff. And you have this person who's... Sole goal in life is to just take care of this dog and make sure that this dog is okay, is walked, is loved, and Angela does just that. Like, this woman and a lot of the others that work with trusted house sitters, you know, they just, they love animals so much that they want to ju- like, they want their only job in the world to just be with working with pets yeah you know and she kind of got started and she'll tell us this but you know as a little bit of an overview you know she got started with trusted house sitters because her dog died her beloved dog died and we both know that that is a pain that is horrific absolutely worse than even humans that we know that have died like i personally
0: yeah definitely
1: absolutely so Mm. you know so she got into this because you know she just was looking for something and she's found all of these dogs that she loves all over the world. She's like this little fairy dog mother, you know, and she just travels all over. She's currently in San Diego with this Labradoodle named Barkley, who she's taken care of before. And she's going to tell us a little bit about how she met Barkley's family and how she came to be, you know, a regular babysitter for them. But, you know, it's a really cool thing. You People who pet sit and people who are looking to pet sit, they pay one fee once a year and then they have – you know, and then they just travel all around the world. They stay in these houses for free. You know, they pay for their own food and things like that. But right, but
0: you would anyway. Exactly.
1: So it's just like you're 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 basically staying. You could be staying in a great house. Like they have people who have stayed in Irish castles and Damn. beautiful beachfront homes and stuff like that. So let's turn the mic over to Angela Laws, yes. who is the social media manager and one of the like one of the greatest people I think I've ever talked to because she's just so passionate about dogs and I love that. And I really love her. So let's talk to Angela.
0: All right. Let's roll that beam footage.
2: Well, thank you so much for coming on The High Regard Show. We really appreciate it, and we're very excited to have you on. Um, can you just start by telling me a little bit about how you came to work with Trusted House Absolutely, and thank you for inviting me, Nikki. It's, it's my pleasure as well. Um, Trusted
3: Houseitters was founded in 2010, and at the time, I was pet and house sitting around the world, um, having a base in Vancouver, Canada. And I had lost my own dog that I'd had for 14 years, and Aww. knew, and, and and it's heartbreaking when you lose a pet. Oh but wow. I think. All, I think also that there are some moments in your life when although you want to be with animals and you know you would love to have another pet, that it just isn't right at that time. And so that's how I started pet sitting. I was invited um, to help somebody, and I did. And I found it the most healing um, and and cathartic of processes. Um, And so we were actually, my husband and I, were house sitting in... The UK at the time. We've gone back there to visit family and friends, and whenever we do go anywhere to visit family and friends, we go house sitting because it enables us to stay in a lovely home and have be comfortable and be private and be independent, close right. enough but not too close, you know. Right, uh, right. And so I had an email from somebody called Andy Peck who <laughs> was starting a company. And it was based on the premise that sitters are so passionate about animals that they care for that they're willing to do it for free. Wow. And that was what attracted me to, um, to the concept and to him. And I picked up the telephone and I tracked him down and he came to visit me. And, uh, we found that we had so much in common, but also my background had been sales and marketing. Um, and, uh, so that's how i started with trusted houses at the time there was andy and just one other um person who is still with the company and he hadn't met rachel who then was the co-founder um and so yes that was seven years 8 years ago and there was just three of us there's now um
2: A team of over 50, um, in our head office. So can you just explain a little bit about, you know, kind of how it works? I mean, this is, you know, this, you, you get a membership and then, you know, this is, this is a free service once you become a member. Is is that, am I understanding that correctly? Absolutely. It is a
3: membership based, um, uh, platform and owners and sitters both pay a membership free Mm. fee and for that, uh, you come, become members of the largest pet and house sitting, um, organization in the world. And how it works is it's matchmaking, really. It's you, you, you are attracted and drawn and chosen by like-minded people. You then develop a relationship prior to going to the house. And owners have access to sitters profiles on the site. Nice. They're full profiles with references. And there's a three-step verification process which culminates in a full background and police check. Um, And owners will place their listing on the site. That listing is then sent out to all of our registered sitters. But the owners also can go onto the site and choose sitters who they believe would be right (laughs) for their pets and their home. And that's when the process starts. And from the very moment that they make contact, this relationship starts to build. Um, and it is, that's the only money that changes hands is the membership fee.
2: Wow. That's incredible. It's almost like it's Airbnb, but you know, with, with the perk of pets. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And,
3: and, and apart from, apart from the fact that sitters get to enjoy Um, life experiences, it's not a vacation, it's not traveling as a tourist, it's actually traveling with purpose, and you go and stay in, um, you know, a home away from home, you connect with communities, but more importantly, you've got these wonderful pets that you're taking care of, and you've connected with the owners. I've made so many lifelong friends through what I do, um, that that is the, you know, that's the, the amazing thing that happens it's like right. connecting with like-minded people and i've got these um i've got numerous four-legged brand pets around the world <laughs> I'm, I'm like i'm like grandma i go in and i i spoil them i, I take care of them according to the owner's instructions so i can shower all this love and and care and attention on them and i hand them back and 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 i at the moment, I'm in San Diego, California, and I'm looking after this adorable Labradoodle called Barkley. Oh. He, actually, he gave me a Mother's Day card, so I had my own Barkley card, and that oh. was priceless.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. It sounds like the perfect job. I love it. <laughs> oh, I, well, People say to me, I wish
3: I had your job, and I said, well, you know, you can have part of it. You can do the same as I do. <laughs> um, and, oh you know, over the years, I've traveled to five different countries. Um, I have, um, I was in, and in the U.S., I have New York, Florida, California, and up into Canada. But the beauty of it is that I get to spend the time with these amazing animals. And, and that's what connects us all. And that's what's at the heart of what we do. Right.
2: Right, and, and you know, is it hard when you leave? I mean, do you do you see a lot of these animals again? You know, like do you have repeat? Do you you know, are you a repeat sitter with some of them, or you know, is it just like you you are you going to see Barkley again down the line someday? Maybe. I well, this is my second time with Barkley. Okay. Um, I I looked
3: after Barkley last year, and he remembered me. I arrived, and he remembered me. Oh. And the way and the way I met Barkley was I was. Here in Rancho Santa Fe, where I am right now, kept sitting for a dear friend that I'd met when I originally sat for her in New York five years ago. And I was here looking after her dog called Alfie, who I'd cared for seven times. And I was walking with Alfie, and I met Barclay with his mum and dad. And we got into this conversation because when you're out with a dog, you always meet people, and you oh, always I know. start chatting. <laughs> um, it's it's an amazing way of actually connecting with people outside of a home. Um, and I started to chat to them, and lo and behold, um, they came to the site, they posted their listing, I saw it, and I went, oh, that looks like Barky. <laughs> so I applied. I applied to them to sit because even though I work for the company, I still have to do this in the same way that everybody else does. Sure. I don't get preferential treatment. So I applied to look after Barksy and that was last year. And then I've come
2: back again. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful! And do you primarily work with dogs, since you are a dog lover?
3: I anything because we're trusted houses. This is why we're really unique. We actually care for all pets. And um, so in the last two years, for example, uh, the year before last, I did 20 houses. And in those, at those 20 houses, there were dogs, cats, horses, chickens, birds, uh, other birds, fish, rabbits. We, we actually look after everything. And, and my passion is all animals, but however I've had horses and dogs and cats
2: all of my life. So,
3: um, that's, you know, that's what I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm.
2: Is there, you know, is there an exotic animal or unusual animal that, you know, you maybe wouldn't? I'm thinking of myself, of course, because I'm petrified of snakes, so you would not see me wanting to babysit a snake.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, actually, I'm with you there. I mean, I appreciate that people have the, you know, have them as pets and they love them the same as you do a dog and a cat. However, I do say there's two things I don't do. It's scales and, and 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 things like scaly things no um i mean we have some sisters who are very dear friends and and they're actually in france at the moment and they're australian and they sent the most incredible photograph of this um dragon this bearded dragon with its other you know pet family which is a hat and this, oh this cat and this bearded dragon and it's, oh, yeah, well, no. I mean, I, but we have sitters that love exotics. I mean, they mm-hmm. go and they do them, and they're knowledgeable. And 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 the stories that come back, I mean, we had sitters who looked after a, a, a cockatoo. And this cockatoo <laughs> was sitting outside their bedroom door at half past six in the morning, whistling We Valley, because it was time for them to get up. <laughs>
2: Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Like, that just sounds, like, so exciting. And, you know, and you get the joy of, you know, having a pet in your life, but the joy of not having a pet in your life. I mean, I get up every morning to take my little pit bull for a walk and – some days I would rather just sleep in, to be honest. I love her to death, though. So she makes everything worth it. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, Nikki. I mean, we all need a break from the
3: people we love and from our families. <laughs> um, and that's why people go on vacation. And that's why when you go on vacation, it's so, you know, it's so comforting to know that you have somebody like me and we have thousands of them in 130 countries around the world, that uh, you've got somebody like me who will come in and take care of your pet, and nothing in your pet's life changes apart from the person who's giving them all this love. Okay. And often, we actually give them more love than their pet parents do, and that's not to say that we you don't love them as much. It's just right. That We're there for that reason. We are there totally for them. And so we don't have families and jobs and things to, to, to think about. We should sure. come into the home purposely to care for the home and the pet. And, and like I say, the one thing, the other thing, the other added benefit is that you make friends with the owners and you make friends with people. It's not like inviting a stranger
2: into your home. It's right. actually inviting a friend that you've yet to meet for the first time. Right, right. And and can you speak a little bit about, you know, how you kind of bond with first the pet parents and then the pet? You know, what sort of steps do you take to do that? Once you get, once you make a connection via the site and via the
3: profiles and the listings, we then um advise everybody to have copious amounts of communication mm-hmm. via phone, via email, but most importantly by Skype. I mean you, know. you can have a Skype interview where you can take a tour of the home, and there are many sitters locally to owners who can actually pop around and meet you before you actually go away right. um, and so there are many ways of cementing that relationship before the sitter actually comes. That happened to me up in Vancouver canada um, we had We have an owner who her her dog is um The product of a puppy mill. She spent her first four four years of her life in a cage in a puppy mill, and 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 so many so many issues from that that she couldn't possibly have gone into a boarding environment. And and I have to say also that we do care for many 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 rescue pets, many rescue pets. Um, but, with Stella, it was so important that and I went to her home three times and I went out walking with her mum and 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 so that she got to know me to a degree before I went there um, and Then, when I did go there, it took about three days to to earn her trust completely, mm-hmm. but once I had with patience and care and understanding, and once I had and you know animals are far more intelligent than humans are they know when somebody they know when people love them they right. know when people care about them um and so yes that's how you do it
2: oh that's wonderful that's exactly how we fell in love with our girl like she picked us at the adoption event and we never looked back because yeah. she just knew that we were going to fall in love with her and let her rule our little world which she does <laughs>
3: <That's> <laughs> absolutely. An absolutely i mean we, the,
2: the stories that we
3: have of uh, you know, rescue pets, and and we have a very, you know, we have a very caring charitable footprint with the company. As far as we're concerned, giving back is very important to us. We do support charities and small charities, and, and we always, you know, we always say adopt, you know, if you can. Oh, wow. um, but but it's it's all about keeping these
2: precious animals happy, safe, and cared for. Right, absolutely. Well, they seem like they are in good hands, and Barclay must be loving having you with him. He, he is. I mean, he's he's
3: been. I ha, I was told him to have him on the bed, and I don't have him on the bed. Honestly, I really don't. But he does tend to jump on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> it just I mean, happens. Absolutely. I mean, because I have my instructions and I keep to them, and I, I you know, and Barclay has this itinerary, this daily program of his times and where he goes, what he does, and everything else. Um, and uh, and you know what? I think he can tell the time because the first, the first night I was here, he has a Kong at seven o'clock at night that is full of <laughs> treats. And that first night I was here, I I walked him and everything else, and I was sitting working because I worked remotely. I worked right. remotely. And I was working away, and he sat by me, and he started to lift his paw up. And I said, good boy, sir, so i make a fuss of him. Then he trotted off. He came back, and he absolutely, I I kid you not, he threw his Kong at me.
0: It landed
3: <laughs> in my lap, and it was like, oh, Barkley, sorry.
2: I just got your Kong. <laughs> Oh my gosh, they're they're so wonderful. Our Kona does that too. Like when it's time to play with Duck, Duck is in your lap, and then it's it's time to play when she decides it's time to play. Nothing else matters. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> awesome. Well, Angela, you have been so wonderful. So thank you so much for you know informing our listeners about trusted house sitters. It sounds like a great job that I should consider. <laughs>
3: Oh, and and thank you, Nikki, for inviting me because I think it's so important that, you know, pet parents know that there is this option that they can keep their pets happy at home, um, you know, and and go away with absolute peace of mind.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Angela. I will let you get right back to Mr. Barkley because it might be (laughs) playtime. Thank you so much and have a great. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks, Nikki. Bye-bye.
0: So was she not just, like, delightful? She was. And, man, there are times where you come back from interviews... And you're like going, oh, it's the nicest person. I'm like, everyone is the nicest person. I don't interview
1: a-holes, Tom.
0: So nice. More nice people. More nice people. I can't find a nice person. I can walk around for an hour outside of our door and run into one nice person. Every time you get on the phone, you run into a nice person.
1: Because you set out to be an a-hole.
0: That's your whole MO. It's true. I don't
1: start out my day what's going to piss me off today. I start out my day let's try to find the silver lining because we have enough dark clouds in our life with everything going on with your health and everything else, like...
0: It's the difference between hunters and gatherers, I guess. Just two completely different mentalities. And
1: that's why we work. Because if we were exactly the same, we probably would have stuffed each other's body in a bin like a long time ago.
0: Each other's, huh? Good one. (laughs) Good one.
1: Anyway. Anyway. So, So, yeah, so... I thought that this was just a really cool thing to do. And, you know, and I, I think that this is something that we would definitely consider. Absolutely. If we were going away and, you know, Tyler couldn't take care of Kona or your parents or my parents or something like that. like
0: Undoubtedly. And Because I mean, it is kind
1: of a pain in the ass to find somebody to stay and, and to want to come here and stay because it's hard taking care of a dog in New York City.
0: Absolutely. And it's amazing, like, how fast a long list of reliable people who are willing to watch your pet will dwindle down to almost nothing immediately <laughs> when you actually need somebody need to watch pet. your pet. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> when you're in need, like, it's nice to know, and especially, like, with the vetting process that she mentioned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's always a concern.
0: Well, that was my thing. It was kind of like, all right, well, you know, for people who know our situation here on the show, um, you know, what what do you do if you're, like, watching a house and then, like, let's say I go away and I leave, like, all my medicines out. I don't have normal medicines like a normal person. I have like controlled substances now. Medicines made of THC. I have vape pens all over the place. Like, did they, like, I wonder if somebody coming in is like, oh, I'm not comfortable around this. Or,
1: Maybe I mean that's and that's a thing that like I think that that's like what works is I think you have to just be very upfront with like the things you have and obviously you know if you need your medic like you have medications you're not gonna leave them behind.
0: Well, some of them because there's so sure. much of them, but right. I, you know I'm just wondering if you know if that's a thi- like how much you have to actually tell? Because I mean I don't I don't mind talking about it on the radio. People on the people sure. on the radio. I'm listening to the AM oldies, but you know. In the situation that we're in right now, people don't necessarily know where we live. You know, most people that hear us don't know where we live. So I don't really I don't really care about talking about things. I don't worry about somebody coming here and going through my shit. But now I'm actually inviting somebody. in. And
1: I mean, that's definitely a chance you take. I mean, you definitely I mean, you have to assume that they're going to open up a drawer to see if they need something or, you know. If they're nosy, like I'm a terribly, terribly nosy person. Everyone knows that. I've been very upfront about that.
0: Well, yeah. So I mean, like, I'm gonna open up a medical. It (laughs) is, it
1: is, it is, and that's why I'm. That's part of the reason why I'm like I should probably be a journalist. Yeah. But you know, I mean, and I think it's just like your comfort level. Like, are you gonna go under into somebody's closet? Are you gonna go into their drawers? Like, that's. You know, so it's up to you just like if you leave a house and you if you get an Airbnb, just a regular if you do Airbnb, like that's a chance you have to take. Yes. You know what I mean? So like you have to be smart about what you want to put because, sure, they could vet somebody. But I mean, you can vet me and I could just be a complete like we've vetted tons of people and we're not going to get into any of the stuff that you know has happened recently so i mean it's it's a chance that you take but they do do you know a full vetting process Mm -hmm. and just like Airbnb or Yelp or you know any other type of like handyman or thing like or or a thing like that, people rate you. You know, and if you look at Angela's profile on TrustedHouseSitters.com, dot com, I mean it is it is just it's golden. It's people like look her if you can if she's available when you're going like she's your number one. So I mean, and there's nothing that people trust more right now in this online world that we're living in it than peer reviews. Right. You know what I mean? So. I think it's really I think that that's something that's very, you know, that's very empowering to people, because if 57 people say that this person is a good person and that they were great with my dog and everything was great with my house when I came home.
0: Right. You see, my my only nervous part about something like that. And and believe me, after hearing about the service and hearing from Angela and stuff like that, I absolutely think. You know, if we ever needed the service, mm-hmm. I would very, very much consider it. Like, seriously, after reading the website and stuff like that, I was like, it's a good price point. I mean, I would totally consider signing up for the cost of what it is, considering what because, you would get back.
1: because the membership fee is
0: $129. For the year. Yes. Yeah. And then after that, you can go away 20 times. and Exactly. It doesn't matter. If you go away for one weekend... You cannot bring your dog to a boarding place here in Manhattan for under $129. Exactly. exactly. We're now having an entire year.
1: Right. Absolutely. And not only that, um, you know, it, it includes a 24-hour membership support, you know, by an in-house team. And member benefits also include owner's access 24-7 to a vet helpline, which sitters also have access to. Um, you know, so it's not like you're you're doing, like, you're just kind of like, okay, here's, the keys to my house here's my dog's leash like you've got the support system so that if something happens hey there's this you know what I mean like if you can't call the because obviously you're gonna have somebody take care of your pet you're not gonna not leave all the information for your vet all their shots and all that kind of stuff just god forbid in case something happens so I mean like you've got also got this other built-in support like membership benefits 24-hour support from trusted house sitters
0: which also goes a long way,
1: right. exactly. So I mean, it's it's definitely really cool. And I think it's just a really it's a and it's just it's 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 the way that like the world is kind of going right now. It's like we went away from like technology made us be like less involved with each other. Mm-hmm. And now, like sites like like Airbnb or even like the you know the the dating apps and things like that, like it's all kind of like getting people back into face to face. Sort of situations Whether it's just to Hand over the keys To an apartment Or your dog's leash Or something like that And I think that that's I think it's really Really cool that this Is something that exists And it's been around Like it hasn't It's not just like Oh we're You know We're a year and a half old Like this has been around Since 2010
0: And that is That should be The telltale sign Of whether or not it works Because We're not We're not psychotic We're not the only ones That treat our pet Like a child You know I feel like If you have a dog or a cat or any animal that you love, it becomes your kid.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And I would say the first couple of negative complaints, it's done because the fact of the matter is for every complaint that a person makes, the rule of thumb is it reaches 10 people. Mm -hmm. But for every compliment that somebody makes, it reaches one person. So with something like this, dealing with pets if it was not a good service it would not have lasted
1: right exactly as long as it has exactly. there's no way especially in a world where so much, like you know instantly all right because we are so used to seeing rating systems on everything right. that like if something doesn't have a rating system we're like I'm not interested, you know? Yeah. And that's a thing. Like you can go on here and search. I mean, you go right to trustedhouseitters.com and it brings up people who are near you. People like, you know, whether you're looking for it like and it just brings up like all the information about them and what they're like, I don't care who you are, what you're doing, you know, whatever. It comes up like this person was great with my dog. This person was great like right. You know, and I think that that's really important and I think especially because I would hate to think of, like, my dog being in a cage somewhere, especially when most of her life was probably spent in a cage and, you know, locked up somewhere before we, you know, rescued her from that kind of life. Absolutely. You know, and that, and, you know, just like Angela talked about one like that, like a woman hired her because, you know, they didn't want their dog to go back into that situation because she had such behavioral issues that she was working through. And that would have, that that type of stuff can set a dog back oh, so wow. much. It, yeah, there's and, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, we know that on walks when we see her, how her how she acts sometimes with other dogs. But just know? around
0: the holidays when we take her out of her environment for a night and bring her back the next day. It takes a week to like reset her back to like her normal patterns again because there's so much, you know, that she was thinking about from the whole, previous 24 hours she was gone like, right she don't exactly. know what's happening
1: right exactly and that's why it's like that situation is great because especially it's like okay i think that like we could have our parents take care of them but then it's like you have to get her out to long island or out to pennsylvania then you have to go out there after we've traveled already to get home yeah like you know and it's just it makes sense to have somebody take care of your dog in your home
0: it definitely does and seems like a great service
1: it definitely does yeah
0: if I ever decide to leave the house again, <laughs> I would definitely, I'm, you know, we're definitely going to look into it. It's, it's on the list of things to sign up for. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens if we ever get a chance to actually use it. But uh, that would be cool.
1: It would be cool. It would be cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, thank you so much, Angela. It was so lovely to talk to you. Like, yes, I just, it was. Because there's nothing that I love more. Like, all I ever want in life is to just talk about dogs, like, and just write about dogs. Like, and that's why I do so much dog stuff, because it helps offset, you know, some of the not so fun and some of the heavy stuff that I get to do, you know? So, true it was great just talking to someone who loves dogs as much as i do maybe even more because she's w- she wants to travel the world to take care of your pet
0: yeah well we just want to be locked in a room with ours and just look <laughs> out the window of the world go by pretty much so but basically
1: we do keep her caged up but we yeah. take her for really great walks
0: <laughs> usually usually when it's not raining out but yeah, for days <laughs> at a <the> time <laughs> all right so um Again, Angela, thanks so much for coming on the show. We will have all your information on the website, of course, yep. and um, and yeah, man, if you need help with your pets, man, reach out. Absolutely. And in the meantime, what will we go to next?
1: I think we should go to the Botsy
0: All right, let's do that. <laughs> So, Potsy, what's the haps? Nobody wants to be the Potsy. Nobody wants (laughs) to be the Potsy. Well, you know, you and I had this little idea before the show to do a Potsy show on special Potsy snacks. And I feel like this all came from, and I'm not willing to give up on it just yet, but this came from we reached out to some people to see if we can get a speaker on, like, different books for pots and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I definitely want to get some... Experts in the field of POTS. Nikki, you love that term so much. I love the term expert. (laughs) I want an expert in the the field of POTS to come on. And I don't mean like a doctor expert. I mean somebody who has POTS.
1: Someone who really knows what POTS is like. As opposed
0: to read it in a textbook and is going to give what they read and translate it to me and say this is going to work best for you. I'm
1: actually curious if POTS is even in textbooks.
0: Uh, I think, yeah, maybe. Or some kind of journals, I would think. But uh, the situation is is um <laughs> I I do not like my new medicine. I do not like my new right, medicine. Let's talk at about all. that. All right. So the new medicine we talked about last week. Don't ask me to tell you the name of it. It ain't gonna happen. But the fact of the matter is is that it's for AIDS patients mm-hmm. basically to get appetite up and nausea down. Mm-hmm. Um it has definitely gotten my appetite up as I am ravenous when i take right. the pills i eat everything the problem is because of having the bariatric surgery whenever i do eat something which usually has to come quick because as soon as the pill kicks in it's like immediately i need to eat something now right now now, For now. It to catch on to right so you know i've been eating dumb shit like cream pies like uh like you know, little
1: debbie oatmeal cream pies like you were going through them like hot cakes i'm going
0: through like 10 every two days I'm going through like the, the family size bag of like uh, cheese, doodles. cheese doodles. I'm going through Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets. I mean, you know, it's, it's just insane with the amount of stuff that I'm eating. And I'm just like, you know, man, since doctors aren't giving specific instructions on things, it's people who have it who have to figure out how to learn to live with these things. I feel like we're always talking about the negative shit. I didn't feel good today. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. The medicine, I'll tell you right now, I do not like because even though the hunger comes quickly, it's a weird mental thing. Like, it definitely flips me out. It makes me, the medicine makes me angry. angry.
1: You've been a lot angrier the last week since you've been on these, for sure. Yes. And we've talked about before that anger is one of your, you know, bad qualities. Yes,
0: yes. But, I mean, I feel like that this medicine is definitely making me angry. It's getting my appetite up in short bursts.
1: Okay, is that part of the reason? Because, you know, you don't like when we tell you that you look too thin. And you don't like, you know, that we say, like, maybe you should try eating more. But I – and I don't like when people say that, like, you need to eat more. Because I see you. I'm sitting next to you usually when you're eating. And I see, like, when you push yourself to eat more – I see the pain that you're in. So, like, I try never to, like, push you into eating more. But, like, I think you're definitely looking a little more healthier. Well. But you're definitely, like, so I wonder if some of your anger isn't just a side effect of the medication. If it's. Accumulation of everything. It's accumulation of everything. And it's you being mad that, like, you're eating because you're afraid to gain weight.
0: I'm not afraid to gain weight. I honestly thought I did gain weight this week. And I know once I start gaining weight, the doctors will all leave me the fuck alone. Which is really all I want at this point in time. I don't want to be going back and forth to doctor's appointments right, of course, 15 and different times. So. I mean, I'm so. seriously supposed to have a um, genetic cancer screening test that I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not going to because, you know what, if I have it, I ain't doing shit about it anyway at this point in time. I just... I'm not going to be in the hospital every other week. It's just not going to happen. I don't think I have cancer. Uh, I'll worry about it a little bit further down the road. That could be the next thing that we look into. Right now, we're looking into trying to figure out how to just live a normal life. This situation with, you know, the medicine right now it doesn't matter what the reason is. It's putting me in a bad mood. It's putting me in a bad mood, making me have very short temper. It is making me eat, but the problem is, it's not getting rid of the nausea. So. You know, for me, I'm not complaining about I need to gain weight. I'm complaining is I'm nauseous. I feel like I'm going to pass out. If I'm taking medicine to fix those two things. So you've seen
1: no difference in nausea. I don't know why I said it like that woman in that commercial. I'm sorry. It's just like habit. So you've seen no difference in the nausea from before you started taking this medicine. Now we're a week in because you started taking this last weekend.
0: Yes. And no, I do not. Maybe when I – within the first – when I take the pill – after about an hour, I feel like maybe the nausea goes away for an hour and then mm. it comes back just as strong, if not stronger. And I was telling you, I think it's probably the same strength of nausea that comes back. But the difference is, is after feeling good for one hour, when it comes back, it feels a lot worse because sure, you had a little taste of, of what it's like not to have it.
1: Yeah. And now, again, I'm sorry, the, the medicine is Dronabinol. Durabinol. D-R-O-N-A-B-I-N-O-L.
0: Yes, that one.
1: Okay, <laughs> what, what so, he said.
0: <laughs> so, again, I'm not saying it because I'm not good at it. But um, <laughs> anyway, the one of the things are, you know, to try to figure out what kind of snacks. When I take the pill, an hour later, this thing kicks in, and I go and I eat like three friggin' oatmeal cream pies. At that point in time, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to feel sick no matter what. Right, sure. And I can't control not being hungry so i eat even though my stomach is like you had bariatric surgery you can't put that much food in here
1: right exactly
0: so it's a very weird combination that i don't necessarily think is working but the whole point of this is that i think one way to prepare for it whether you are on medication or not if you have pots there are certain things that you have got to keep into consideration. Your salt intake, mm-hmm. definitely. Eating is important, I've, absolutely. Um But for, you know, if you had bariatric surgery, for somebody like me, there's only so many things you can eat. So we started coming up with, like, these quick, easy things that we can do from our childhood. Like, seriously, I was telling you about, like, these childhood things that my mom used to right. make for me. And then all of a sudden it turned into, holy crap, this can actually work for like a type of dietary thing and it's so simple like you could just take saltines Mm -hmm. which has your salt intake and we started just making like cream cheese and marmalade like Mm -hmm. on saltines we started putting like cream cheese and Cherry preserve on salty, Which tastes
1: just like a little baby cherry pie. It
0: really a does. A cherry taste. It's cake. amazing. It's so like, good. Yeah, because it has crunch. It has sweet. It has, it has salty. Sal- it has everything.
1: Because that's my thing. Like, I always want salty over sweet.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But see, my thing is, and I think that seriously, psychologically, it does have to do with, like, anger issues. I need to have crunch in something. <laughs> I can have the most delicious steak, but unless I have something to crunch with it, it it doesn't feel right, sure. satisfying to me. Like I need to break something in my mouth if I'm like seriously, it's <laughs> weird. But um, <laughs> I really think that you know these things. We started making like those, like I said, those little cracker sandwiches. Um, you know we started having uh, what's the, what's the other thing we a blueberry
1: waffle with peanut butter and some jelly on top of it, like the cherry preserves.
0: Yep, yep. I mean, you know, it's just like these little snacks. We also we did um uh celery. Mm-hmm. With celery with cream, cream cheese, cheese and peanut on butter, it. and we did celery with peanut butter on it. And you know, it's dumb like little kid stuff you would put in a lunchbox. But it's also stuff that you can make before you take your medication, or if you have at start, the
1: ready. Soon, yeah, it's super quick, super easy.
0: Right, and we did it to the point of we just made a bunch of them, threw them in the refrigerator. Now a pill gets And then in, picked out instead yeah. of going and getting like a bunch of cream pies, you're eating these small little individual crackers right and maybe the possibility comes where you could feel the fullness come before it hits the pain threshold right of like right. you just ate way too much right so you know I I think that really is the message is to just try to do some food prep before like even in the morning times one of the biggest morning problems that I had was taking all the pills in the morning time and not having food to go with it. Here living in the city, I am super, super lucky where I can just call up Seamless and say, bring me a bagel with, you know, (laughs) sausage, egg and cheese on it. And next thing you know, it shows up to my door within an hour. Isn't ideal if you take your medicine, you know, an hour and a half before, you know, the food comes.
1: Right, exactly. Because
0: by the time it comes, it's too late. You're going to eat whatever you ordered, plus you're going to eat whatever else is around. Right, sure. So like now we just basically make all of our breakfasts. Early in the week, like tonight, after our show is done, I'm going to wind up making <laughs> breakfast for an entire week for both of us, probably. And then, you know, I, I don't have to worry about it. I wake up in the morning time. I can throw in like this mini egg and sausage sandwich in the Which is so good, and you're
1: enjoying the hell out of it. and I that's am. And that's what's most important.
0: Yeah, because it's something that I wake up, I want to eat it. And I can have it with my medicine and then start my day with sausage, egg, one of those kings hawaiian rolls even though they're so small i mean it's like the perfect amount for somebody who has bariatric surgery yeah
1: and it's protein it's dairy
0: yeah and by the time the pill kicks in i'm not ravenous hungry right there are times though where i'm like dude you should totally eat something you're hungry and then i just sit there for a minute and i'm like i'm not i'm in pain because of what i just eat right so Hopefully tomorrow I have a doctor's appointment, which I'll fill everybody on next week, but I'm gonna ask to get off this medication, cause at the end of the day, the medicine that was supposed to help me gain weight actually made me lose a pound and a half
1: right, when which I is, checked this Which is extremely dangerous.
0: Right, so it's like I was up to 161 and a half before I started taking the pills. They were kinda hoping that it would bring me to 165. I honestly thought I was 170 because of just the amount of crap I've been just shoving in my face just because you know,
1: but you're also burning when you when you take Kona, you're burning off,
0: not the amount I'm taking in. I didn't feel like which is why they think something else is happening. They don't know why. Right. But, you know, you're changing my mood for the worst. You're making <laughs> me eat like, you know, to the point of being in pain. Right. And the one thing that I was supposed to do, which was make me gain weight. It made me lose a pound and a half exactly. by the time it's exactly. all done. Exactly, so and you've doing been nothing. on it a
1: week, so it's not like you're okay. It's been three days and it hasn't worked. Like, I mean, they might make you stay on it for another week or two just to see if it, if it regulates.
0: I would think for sure, but
1: because you do have to give it time in your system. But yeah, I mean, like, there's it's definitely been
0: long a enough. where something, should have not been for the better, for right. sure. Right. And honestly, at the end of the day, the whole reason for going on the medicine was because of its THC content. Because they were like, oh, well, maybe you won't have to vape. Who cares if I got a vape? Like, if it's the same stuff that's going in me, right. but one way is working and the other way that's yeah. mixed with the rest of the chemicals isn't working, why am I taking the rest of the chemicals? I'd rather just use the, non-chemical the non chemical version yeah, exactly. and just go about my daily business because exactly. things seem to be going good. So. so I think that's it for the potsy. I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, the idea of making like little little food Find snacks, your little snacks and just yourself, like yeah, just do some out, advanced you know?
1: prep, especially if you're if you're on medication. I mean, if if you have pots like Tom, chances are you have a lot of medications that you're taking on a daily basis. And if you're finding yourself nauseous, just think ahead, plan ahead. And maybe, you know, little steps can help make you feel like yourself again.
0: Yeah. And if you have cream cheese on a cracker with, you know, some kind of fruit preserve or something like that, it's freaking delicious. And it's summertime, you can make an entire lunch out of that instead of having to turn on the oven or the stove or there anything else. Come on, man, get to it. Use your head, for Christ's sake. <laughs> all right, I'm amped. I'm, all right, I'm, yes, I'm yes. yes. Okay, all right,
1: it. let's just stop. <laughs> so with the end of the party, I guess the end of the show must come.
0: As usual.
1: All right, well...
0: (laughs) All right, well, hey, listen, man. If you enjoyed this week's show, and I hope you did, please drop us a note and let us know we're at highregardshow at gmail.com and you can learn more about us at highregardshow.com
1: and you can always find us on social media as highregardshow and be sure to follow our lovely little rescue Kona as the Kona persona yeah. all of her little escapades and bitchy attitudes are well documented
0: she's being bitchy as a reason for it probably <laughs> for comments like the very one you made oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: moms and their daughters what can
0: I say I know right well, thank you very much once again to Angela for being on the show this week.
1: Absolutely,
0: and um, we look forward to using your service at some point down the road. We sure do. And um, and that's it, everybody. We will see you again next week, and
1: uh, have a good week, everybody. I'll just stop it right there because I could tell he's like, I'm gonna keep talking, and none of us want that. Have a good week, everyone.
0: Good night.